0: A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned, unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the dance CEO podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the dance CEO coach lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. So happy to have you with us. And today, I get to talk with the lovely Jen Axe. She is the founder of the power of gesture method and she is a former dancer and so much to tell I will let her tell her story. She and I connected as I always do on Instagram and I want to share with you today the lovely Jen. So Jen, please tell us first of all who you are, where you're located and what your business is.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Um I'm so psyched to be here. So thank you for having me. I love connecting with people in the dance community and just, you know, people everywhere, but the dance is really my foundation. It's what I was, you know, have been doing my entire life. So I just so appreciate you and the work you're doing and your community. So thank you. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. So the quite of my story, is that what you're saying? Let's, yes. Let's just like go in. Tell um, us all okay. the things. To all the things. So I've been a dancer my entire life. Um, I studied in, you know, elementary, middle school. I went to performing arts school my entire life. And so dance has been a big part of me and my expression and kind of like how I, it really has been a gift to me, dance, because it allowed me to feel comfortable in my skin and communicate with the world in a way that I really could communicate and also learn in a way that I could learn, because I do learn kinesthetically. And um, growing up, dance was really a gift for me because it showed me like a different pathway to expression and communication and learning. Um, So I really just feel like I owe so much to the, you know, the dance, dance as like a method, as a language for so many uh, reasons in my life. So anyhow, so I went on and I went to NYU and I studied dance there and I've been performing forever and ever. And for the last 17 years, I've been working for National Dance Institute, where we empower children through the arts, poetry, dance, music, all of it, everything artistic, to help children feel empowered in their voices and in their form of learning and communication with the world. So, so the work really spoke to my soul because it was very much what I needed when I was younger. Um, and so, then when the pandemic hit, um, you know, I kind of paused, like everyone, and recognized this vacancy and recognized that there was a real need to help people get embodied again, because we were disembodying, you know, we were pulling away from human connection and ourselves. And um, I not only love dance as a form of expression and connection, but I'm also an editor and a storyteller. So I combined a lot of my passion and love to empower other humans uh, by working with them virtually, helping them hold on to their emotions, who they are, their stories, feel empowered and inspired by their voices. And I curated these short form video documentaries, all using this movement method that I now call the power of gesture. I didn't know that that was like the method and I was going to trademark it and, and work in workshops and do all the things that I'm doing now with the power of gesture. Um, At the time, it was just really like this process that was naturally coming through me to help people re-embody or embody um, to themselves again and to one another. So the work was profound, not only for the people that I was working with, but really for me, because um, this was just such this beautiful organic experience. So being able to blend movement in a way that... um, really empowered others to heal and celebrate their life stories and celebrate where they are in the world. It felt really, really good. So at that point, the power of gesture just became so at the forefront of how, or what I was doing and how this was just such a healing modality. Um, and so then I started working with people, you know, one-on-one and then doing a lot of workshops in the dance community. And that is really beautiful and has been because originally I started working with non dancers and then this has really allowed me to work with dancers as well. And not only use the gesture part of the experience to help heal and celebrate and empower with movement, but also um, take those gestures and uh, expand them into choreography. So now these dancers are taking what started as an emotional gesture and now all of a sudden they've got inspired choreography, you know, um, around their emotions and their stories. And then we land with like pieces of art that all started with emotions and expression in a very simple and smaller-ish way. Um, And then now we have it fully embodied. So it's been really incredible to go full circle and be able to work with dancers and non dancers with this method. I feel like I just talked a lot.
0: (laughs) You you should I mean, you're the guest on this episode, please do. It's actually always a goal of mine every episode to talk less, but then I'm like, doesn't it's it's not how it works out. (laughs) So um, thank you so much for sharing all of that. So for the listeners, I actually had the Awesome opportunity and actually a very transformative opportunity to partake in one of Jen's workshops that she hosts. And I got to go through this method that she has. And it was very cathartic and releasing really and transformative. And um, so I can only imagine the scale. So now I'm curious what is the process? So let, let's talk your method with non-dancers versus dancers. And we have non-dancers listening, so out of respect for everyone, but is there a is, are you finding that there's a shift in your approach with the non-dancers versus dancers and just like self-awareness of the body or like dancers might be more um cons- conservative out of fear of like how they're looking versus someone who maybe doesn't have that background and then they want to be more free like what, what is your experience with that
1: yeah it's a really great question I mean I don't shift the process at all the only thing i do in the dance community that's different is i have that extra layer of the workshop where we then take the fundamental workshop right the foundational workshop that is the gestures and we're sitting and we've created this incredible movement story with our hands with the dancers i add on an extra layer and then we fully embody it we stand up and we make the gestures more expansive and we connect them in a way that lands with a piece of choreography. I don't do that with non-dancers. Non-dancers is the foundational workshop that's equally as beautiful and transformative. Um, We just don't take it to that extra level. What I find the process is the same because it's really just, it begins always in the same way, you know, with a prompt, talking about something very specific around our stories that can kind of bring out our emotions around it's all of the prompts are around empowerment and finding um, parts of ourselves that hold us back and also parts of ourselves that bring us forward because it's really important to acknowledge both we have so many different parts inside of us and and this process and this method is really about learning to live with all of them and so creating gestures to represent these different parts of ourselves, allow us to see them. A big piece of this is the visualization, seeing the gesture, creating the gesture so that it becomes tangible, so that we can move the emotion through our body, whether we're dancers or not. And so much of the work it happens in that initial like hour and a half where we're seated um i do find some people will say you know i don't move i don't know what to expect i don't really dance i don't really and it's not about that i always tell this has nothing to do with dance you don't have to dance at all you just need to be willing to try something new and willing to use your hands and then of course if you're a dancer it goes to so many different places
0: Hmm. i know that for me personally When I experienced your workshop that it like I said it really was a release and it was for everyone who participated and fully gave of themselves. And it was just a very uh, loving reminder that again our bodies have so much power for us and we forget to acknowledge that and I just want to personally say thank you for coming up with this process, but so what do you um. Are you at that point in your journey to where you're finding benefit yourself still from the experience? Or is it more like you've taught it so much now you're just kind of like, I love teaching, but I'm personally needing to go elsewhere for like my release and whatnot? Or is it still a release process for you? Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, huge release for me. Hmm. I think I do the power of gesture like every day of my life. It's so powerful. You know, I'm constantly in Im- every day a new day every day brings on different emotions and different layers and life is constantly evolving, um, and emotions deepen or expand or however they just transform always. And so there's always a new gesture. There's always a new feeling. And so, yeah, I know for me, this practice really, really works. So I use it all the time. It's really quite beautiful. I've been doing it a lot in my meditation as well. Mm. Just, um, you know, taking it to that next place where I'm in my meditation and I'm visually seeing things or feeling energy. And then I will, I will take my hands and kind of embody or feel, you know, what that energy is, is presenting as so I want to touch it, I want to feel it, I want to understand what it is so that I can understand myself better. So yeah, I'm always using this method.
0: that's so beautiful that's so great because I think some people sometimes are like Mm -hmm. something's curated and then kind of like they move on but then they still have people who want to receive from it so I love to hear that you're still fully embodying something that's touched you so much but that that to me is what really speaks to lifetime transformation Mm -hmm. um someone who's listening because we don't have any of this on video If you were to say this is 101, you're hearing this new concept for the first time, they're not necessarily going to be hopping on a workshop, but all the information at the end of how you can contact Jen, you should definitely look into this. Um, What would be something to say like, hey, if this sounds really foreign or scary to you, what would be the first thing you said to somebody who was interested in this?
1: If someone was interested or if they felt that this was foreign or scary?
0: If someone was interested, like someone had interest in it, but they felt it felt really scary and foreign to them, what would be the first thing you would say to them to like help them ease into
1: it? That that is completely normal and that so many people feel that way. And that, you know, always trying something new is a little bit scary. And if if you are feeling called to it, if it's speaking to you in any way, shape or form, if you're saying, I wanna try it, but I'm scared, you gotta just do it. If you're feeling like that is not for me, then that's a not for me. And if it's a, wow, that's kind of interesting, and you're leaning in, then I say jump in with both feet because it is your intuitive soul saying, there's something about this that I find kind of interesting. And just more on that as well. I've I've worked with so many people when they're like, I have no idea what to expect. I'm a little bit nervous, but. It is so chill. Like there is a very chill um, entrance to the work and it's non-invasive and it is so, uh, and because we're seated, it feels comfortable. You know, if we all were like standing up right away, there's a little bit more vulnerability and fear around that. I purposely created this to be accessible and inclusive, and calming so that we can kind of enter the experience together in, uh, in our own pace, you know?
0: So since you can't see Jen, just so you know, her describing chill is very much the vibe you get when you look at and interact with Jen. <laughs> so I don't know if you get that vibe from listening to Jen, but I very much get that vibe. So it makes so much sense that that is the entry point for working with her. And that was my experience as well. <laughs> so glad, I'm so yes. glad. Jen just oozes chill. Um, you. I was just reflecting on my personal journey of how, um, I'm, I'm a believer in therapy. Like I found so much benefit to therapy, but again, early going back to the body's processing and holding of things. And that I think sometimes we forget that really as we, as humans approach things from some different angles that multiplying or coupling up um, for lack of a better word, therapeutic processes for ourselves, like adding this into therapy, or like you said, you do it with your meditative process and the layering that takes place that the, the transformations that occur increase. <laughs> what other, what other practices do you personally do in your life to help the journey that you're on?
1: Yeah, I, I meditate all the time. I think, I thought I was a really spiritual person, even just like two years, three years ago, but I really had no idea um, what I've, I've had a spiritual awakening for sure in the last year and a half. It's been absolutely phenomenal and so profound. Um, and so I listen to a lot of podcasts Um, i'm listening to a lot of meditation and I just find that these things I, I think they're happening simultaneously with this work, because this work has. come through my soul in the most beautiful and natural way and I i've often said that I feel like i'm a passenger like the power of gesture is driving and I'm sort of like learning along the way. I'm learning the work as I go. And part of that work is diving into meditation in a deeper way, listening to podcasts and reading books um, with spiritual you know, leaders. And, um, and so that deepens the work for me and those are some of the practices. And then I dance, I dance all the time. Um, one of my favorite things, I just put on music and I dance to all kinds of, you know, different different genres. And uh, that is huge for me too, because that brings me, not only is it joyful and I love it, um, it just brings me to a heightened vibration, you know, um, where I just feel like I am in so much joy and love when I'm dancing. So I'm like, gosh, I wanna live here all the time. So I'm always listening to music and dancing and, you um, <laughs> Laughing at myself.
0: I think that's amazing, though. I think that's such a healthy transition from like, you know, dancers who we trained so, like a word, religiously, right? And someone else's expectation of us. And when you get to the point where you figure out how to release and find dance as a joy for yourself and not for someone else, I think that's such an amazing place to arrive at and yeah. elevate to. Yes. so i love hearing that i want you know listeners if you're not doing this for yourself yet do it like for myself personally that was what um, improvisation did for me which is very much what you're doing but um it was very cathartic for me in my process post my divorce as i would intentionally every day put on some very non-driven music something neutral in the background and i would just let my body take over and i would do that sometimes with the timer set for like 15 minutes and that was that's meditative for me and just finding that process and discovering the joy of my body, not related to someone else's expectation or outcome. I think that's such a gift that I would hope all dancers and non-movers get to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. It is so cathartic. And, you know, there's, I'm so happy to see that a lot of therapeutic modalities are starting to incorporate movement, somatic healing, you know, Um, it's just, there is, there's so much power in the movement. And I think now it's really coming to light. I think I hear people talking about it more and more, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I think it's so powerful. And then, uh, discovering it for myself first, and then realizing those are directions I can send clients on who need that additional support. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many other ways of something. Just like, let's say, let's say we use the example of exercise someone's like i want to exercise but i go do this type of exercise i go let's say i do cycling and i cannot stand it so i'm not motivated there's so many different ways you can exercise and so you just need to try them out to find what resonates for you and what calls you and that's exactly what this is finding what resonates and calls you just like you shared earlier even if it sounds even if it's kind of scary you've never done it before like if it's, if it's calling your name, like give it a try, there's a reason you're drawn towards it. Cause there is always a way to do the thing you want to do and just got to figure out what the path is that's aligned.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There are so many different modalities out there. I always say, this is just another modality. So try mm-hmm. it if you like it, if it works, you know, yeah. it does take, it does, it, it really is amazing when you combine the dance with the healing, you yes. know, you attach the emotion to what it is you're doing with your body, it really gives you so much power. We have so much more power over our emotions than we actually think. And if we can visualize and embody what's going on inside, we can also have a conversation with those different parts. And that's also really exciting. There's a lot of different ways to do that. And this is absolutely, you know, one of them. There's internal family systems. I don't know if you know that word. Yes,
0: I love that IFS. That was
1: to my mind. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's a form of therapy. We're not. If you haven't heard of it before, and it's very much a holistic yep. approach to healing yourself—not just in one capacity, but all of it. And so, it's becoming a more commonly based form of therapy that people are drawn to because it does feel holistically approached. Yeah. Um, I myself partake in it when pursuing the route of therapy, but also there's a lot of concepts from that, that I apply into even just how I approach parenting and such. There's so much that I've learned from that. That's really informed me as yep. a mom and relationships I'm in.
1: Yep, me too. Yeah, yep. Everything I do helps me be a better parent for sure. Yep,
0: one thousand <laughs> percent. Even if there's things not working, I've learned what not to do to be a better parent for the next. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yes, 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 totally. yes. OK, wait. So how old are your kids? How many do you have? How old are your kids?
1: I have two kids. One is 18 one is 16.
0: OK. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, and then I have three bonus kids. I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, and then a nine-year-old.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and I have the bonus kids. So it's not a 24-7 thing. I'm with them one week out of the month. Right. But right. Um, yeah, So so powerful. Okay, well, let's dive into that. Is there any, what have you found is translated from what you discovered for yourself with the power of gesture into your approach as a mom?
1: Oh, gosh so much i mean i just feel like i'm way more i've always been very connected emotionally to myself and to others like i've always been drawn to feeling like i'm a student of life in the human experience you know i've that's kind of like where i love to just listen and connect to other people and their souls and all of that and this work as it deepens i just learn more and more and more and more about other human beings and it opens my mind um, to different perspectives and just it really deepens my compassion and my empathy. And it like allows me to just be super more non judgmental. You know, it's just like there's so much possibility. Everyone has a story. You cannot imagine what other people are going through, even if they're your own child. And we think we know our children and we do. And there is a whole internal life that's happening for them that we have, we really don't know. And so I've been very humbled and it feels good. I see that my kids appreciate when I'm like, I, I am not gonna pretend to know what's going on inside of you. I can't, I, but I can be here and listen and all of that. So it's really just, it's a continuation of a humbling Um, and just a continued education. I feel like this work um, just inspires me to learn more and more about them. The the hard thing a little bit sometimes is that I wanna do this work with them, you know, when they're struggling um, or going through something. And, uh, you know, as a parent, it's like, they don't wanna, they don't want you to talk, tell them what to do, you know, take them through a thing. I try but I, it's hard, you know, they're like, mom, it's okay. Like that's your work. And so I try to bring it in, but I don't force it or anything, but that's what's a little bit challenging. Cause I know that this work helps. I know this work, it doesn't, it's not gonna work for everybody, but I know that it does work for a lot of people and it can be super connecting and inspiring. Um, so it's hard not to be able to be giving that to my kids all the time. Um, but it's absolutely just helped me be a better person. Um, Mm. overall, and listen, and listening to people's stories and what they're dealing with. It's just a constant, like I said, it's a constant humbling and reminder. So it just that translates to my children so much.
0: That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, I know for me, actually, so my parallel to the, the power of gesture experience that you had was, my shifting into coaching and having undiagnosed ADHD, because very much there's a lot of impulse and reaction and not a lot of listen, because yeah. there's a lot of energy. Yeah. And for lack of a better word, forced into needing to sit and listen in the process of coaching, you know, coaching is very much listening, re- um, repeating what, what I've heard, and then help the person get clarity on and work from there. That ability to like become still and listen has what's been really key in my shifting into my as a yeah. mom, because yep. very much in the past, it was just a proactive or reactive and hyper. And then once the diagnosis of ADHD hit, it was like, okay, that makes so much more sense. So that was very much my translation. Um,
1: yep. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: I think what you just shared too is like what I would just share with coaching is that no matter our children or anyone, if someone doesn't want, to be open to what you can offer. You can't do anything about it. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I can have someone, I've had people sit with me on my coaching calls and then they just are in a place where they're not ready to receive. And you can, you can only do so much. And the more you force the worse force, force the worse it gets. So yeah, I've seen that with my own children as well. Translating that.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, releasing that is, is really cathartic to just Mm -hmm. like, Like, okay, and and like genuinely release that desire, you know, knowing the relationship between yourself and your child. It's like it's not gonna translate in every relationship. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and translating that to every relationship. I remember one of the first things when I went down the route of you know learning to become an effective coach was it's never about me on the coaching call i'm there as a vehicle to help the process of them on their journey and anytime i start to feel restrictive or defensive that's when i get my own personal crap involved in it and has nothing to do with me and learning that tool has been very helpful with my children because we naturally as parents have our own childhood all the things translating into our trying to be a parent and so i'm like oh i know that feeling is me trying to do my own personal crap when like it's just my kids personal crap and it's not so I've learned a lot with that, both with my children and relationships and even being on coaching calls and that possible way to say, Audrey, deep breath, take a moment, recenter, let that go, like you said, the release. A phrase I jokingly use when I teach my college students is when it's like they're really upset with me or whatever's going on is I always be like, it's okay if you're mad at me or whatever. Like, I still care for you. I'll sleep well tonight and we can move forward. Like, we're good. Right. <laughs> and it's like, it's okay. If that's what you need to be at right now is mad at me, I will still be here. I'll still sleep well tonight, we're good. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful Shift into a place of releasing and recognizing what parts actually have to do with you and how much so much of it actually has nothing to do with you.
1: That's right. Absolutely. I mean, that's the humbling part I was talking about is if we're open to looking at the reality of that, it really humbles you. And it like it just makes you overall like a better, you know, more connected person because you're not taking these things personally.
0: Mm hmm. Which I know that growing up as a dancer, well partially ADHD, but definitely as a dancer, it was personal. We were giving so much feedback, we were being individually critiqued, right? And so I was it was ingrained in me to take everything personally, but then it was heightened with my ADHD. And so um, I imagine that a lot of the dancers who are working with you that the help the release of that is very beneficial.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think people are more um, open to talking about if they have ADHD or if they have an eating disorder or if they're feeling pressure from social media or whatever people, you know, first of all, given a a safe space that where you're allowed to be vulnerable um, and witnessing other people's courage to step into that allows others to kind of like jump in and share. So I feel like there is more conversation around what's happening for each individual personally. And I, in, in this work, I've witnessed that where people are really stepping into their stories and their truths. And, um, and then again, it's like using that to create inspired choreography is pretty great. It's so empowering. Anyway, but that just reminded me of what you were saying. And I just feel like, Today, so there's so much people have like open hearts around what they're sharing, which only deepens the community, you know, mm. on so many levels. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, a lot of people would say that the coaching industry has boomed. There's, you know, a mass amount of coaches showing up. I, um, I find that really positive in that um, really the best way you can support somebody is if you've been there yourself. And the best form of a service-based business is having been there on the journey yourself. And so as long as you're a few steps ahead of the people you're serving, you can continue to serve those individuals. And so I hear that's what you've been doing. You've went on that journey yourself, and now you have turned around and you're continuing to share as you're continuing to grow. And I do that for myself. I continue to grow as an individual, as a coach. And then as my clients continue to grow, I can continue to support them. And um, I think that's beautiful. We all can be on the, the journey of growth together and support.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's nothing better than being able to like, listen to someone who's kind of been there before Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, kind of follow their guidance. It feels natural, you know, especially when you trust them.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's dive into the business side of things. So the power of gesture method that you do, is this a, like a, full business structure is this something that what, what, what's your what's your business journey
1: do you have lots of things happening tell us all the things <laughs>
0: all the things so
1: the first thing is i continue to curate the stories it started with that and i continue to do that that's become you know it's a it's a big practice um it's a big process i should say to curate someone's story takes many many hours to edit and do um And it's extremely beautiful and so deep and so healing and so profound to land with a piece of art that represents your life journey, the emotional journey of your life and using movement and music and gesture and all of these beautiful things to curate the thing you should be most proud of, which is your life and who you are as an individual in this world. So curating and continuing to build on the Her Stories collection is a a part of my business. Um, And then the one-on-one coaching is absolutely beautiful. I love that piece of this, getting really deep into it. It's it's someone Mm -hmm. who doesn't necessarily want their story curated but wants to use this process to deepen their awareness connect to themselves in a different kind of way and truly get to a place of like celebration because it is a very joyful experience as you experience you know there's music and we move through so the one-on-one sessions are beautiful the group sessions the workshops are fantastic because we are in this shared experience together and there is deep healing that happens there and it is incredible. So there's the Her Stories collection, the one-on-one sessions, the workshops, um, whether it's for a retreat or whether it's for a women empowerment conference or whether it's for a dance community. So doing the workshops. And then recently I've been speaking And taking people along the journey, just um, a few experiences recently was about, you know, really empowering younger women to follow their intuition into what it is, their purpose and why they are here. And so the journey of this is just so soulful. So it's a really beautiful um, conversation um, to engage in around what is your purpose what does it look like and how do you build a business around that so that's the speaking stuff has been kind of really beautiful and surprisingly active and so so rewarding um, on so many levels so there's those you know those elements and where do i see it going i don't know i just know that this method really works and it is so it, it really just speaks to the heart and soul of humans and so I just want to keep expanding in those ways, you know, the workshops. I I really love the interactive workshop, whether it's with dancers or non-dancers, it's Really, really beautiful and fun. Recently I did something for a bride and that was great. And she had her bridal party and we did this on a virtual experience and it was in celebration of her. And it was very deep and very beautiful and extremely celebratory. So, and then I'm editing it to give it as a gift. So, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many ways in which it can go. Mm. I don't know exactly, it's only been three years. So I'm not sure you know the final iteration if there's going to be a final iteration <laughs> kind of like flowing with it i have a lot of other ideas as well
0: so what i'm hearing is that you're a true entrepreneur and open to the journey and oh, seeing yeah. what happens in creation in real time um yeah. i was actually just discussing this the other day with that's my idea of the difference between owning a business and being an entrepreneur and when i think of business although i know not use that term all the time like owning a business is like it's a it's a it's a, a blueprint process. You go in, it's cookie cutter, like people have done with that model before you go in, you apply the, the product or whatever and you just produce. When you're right. an entrepreneur there's so much creation and you open to the journey and you don't have like this is the final goal period and that's what i'm hearing you're doing and it's so beautiful and i didn't realize that's what the journey i've been on with my business and it feels so amazing to realize where i'm at now and all the avenues that are opening up still and i'm curious and also i'm excited and i have lots of ideas as well and it's so beautiful i just wanted to highlight that for a second
1: oh thank you i appreciate that and yes i do find that I refer to it as business and people ask me, what is your business? But it is true, I am an entrepreneur. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. So thank Mm -hmm. you for reflecting that back.
0: Yeah, Yeah. creative problem solving at its core with bringing financial support in the process. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you can get paid for your purpose in life, everyone. If nothing else today, you can get paid for your purpose in life. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. So beautiful. Jen, it's been such a pleasure to have you today. I've really enjoyed you just um, revisiting with me, but sharing with the listeners your message and for people who want to know more about what you do, how to get in touch with you, please share all the things.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, So first thing is if you want to experience the power of gesture every Tuesday morning at 10 AM, I do a free 30 minute class, which is all around setting your intention for the day through gesture. So there's that. Um, And then in terms of looking at the work and connecting with me, um, my website is www.thepowerofgesture.com. My email is jen at com. Instagram is at thepowerofgesture. And Facebook the same. You can also find me with my name, Jen Axe, A-K-S. Um, and those are, I think those are all the ways. And
0: I'll have those in the show notes. Okay. Thank you so much. And it's been such a joy. So one final question today. What does it mean to you to be the CEO of your life and business?
1: What does it mean? It means um, the first word that's coming to me is soul, you Mm. know, I am the CEO of my soul, you know, I am truly This is not something that's outside of me. It's inside of me. It's coming from deep within. So I feel like I'm the CEO of my life, you know, and I like you said, you can get paid for your purpose and finding your purpose is just all about going in and listening to that voice that is going to give you the answer. I feel like if that is an answer to your question, the CEO means that I'm really listening. I'm really paying attention to what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I'm at the center of it. You know, I'm the CEO of, of my purpose and my life.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Jen, it's been a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the dance CEO podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating to stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content. You can follow me, your host on Instagram at the dance CEO coach until next time.